<clears throat> so as I was telling some of you as, as you got in, um, last week we talked about fake news and bearing false witness. The, for, two, for a couple of weeks before that, we had been talking um, about trolling and how Jesus handled trolls, um, all of which kind of sets us up to this week talk about how to talk about politics online. Um, let me get, get open here. Oop. And how Christians should talk about politics on social media. Um, is the Rasmussen reports story that we just had up there said 40% of people that they polled found, uh, had said that their family or close relationships had been damaged by the, the past election and the conversations that people tried to have in that. Um, if you spend, if you're, if you're politically involved at all online, you've, there's a really good chance that you have either lost friends or been unfriended by somebody. Um, and so what I want us to discuss today is how we can present, how we can better present ourselves as the body of Christ online in a time that pretty much everybody agrees is more polarized than, um, than we can really remember. So to start with, and, I'll, and if I've got a Expo marker that writes here, we'll put some of these up on the board. What words would you use to describe conversations about politics on social media? Heated. Heated, okay. Oh good, it writes. All right, what? Exhausting, okay. Fruitless. Fruitless. Oh, good. I like that one. That's not one I would have come up with, but that's perfect. Mean spirited. Mean spirited. Okay. Any more? Narcissistic. Oh, that's a good one. Did you go to first service or second service? <laughs> um, the, I, in, in, in a sort of tangential way, I think David's sermon today ties in nicely with the conversation that we're going to have. All right? More? Annoying. Annoying. Good. Let's get let's get maybe three or four more up here. I'd like to get I'd like to get about ten. Ignorant. All right. What was that? I heard I heard somebody kind of under their breath there. What was that? Especially if you don't agree. Especially if you don't agree. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Good, and I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm glad somebody kind of changed the direction of it a little bit. But and I, I, I think you're absolutely right with that. Anybody? Simplistic. Overly simplistic? Okay. Let's get one more. Educational. Educational, okay. 
Good. All right. Disagreeable. Disagreeable. Okay. All right. So here's my next question. Which of these words does the Bible use to describe how Christians should act and be known? I'm expecting this part to go a lot shorter. <laughs> Maybe educational, okay. Maybe validating. Maybe. But that's that's about as close that's a, those two are about as close as we get. So then the next question is why do we why are we still involved in conversations about politics on social media if pretty much everything that we say about those conversations is something that we are never described as being associated with or that we ought to be associated with. This time we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. Or I, I find myself waiting in and I think I can get across a witticism. I, I think I can make a funny comment out of something. I usually try to stay out of the poli politics side of this, but just, this will be fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So those, those are all good, and, and, and many of those are said different ways, uh, are, are saying in different ways the, the reasons that I have. Um, the first of which is we like to be heard. That's one of, the, one of the first things that we talked about in this class is the, the thing that people love about social media is the self-expression of it. That it, it makes them feel like people are hearing them. It makes you feel like somebody is paying attention to something you've said. And that's a great feeling. Um, going to validation. We like to associate ourselves with things we believe in. If we see somebody posting something that we are right in line with that, we want to let them know that. We want people to see that we agree with those things and that we want you to associate us with that. On the other side, we like to disassociate ourselves from the things that we don't believe in. If we see, um, if people are talking about Christians in a way that we disagree with or they are talking about Christians that aren't the kind of Christians that we want people to think we are, we will weigh in on that. Um, the corollary of this is to take a stand. It's the, the idea, and, and you will have seen sometimes on social media that if you're, if you're keeping silent, you're part of the problem. So we take a stand because we want to associate ourselves with the things we believe in. We, we want that validation. We want to disassociate ourselves from the things we don't. Um, we like to share funny things that express our viewpoint. We like, we like to be seen as clever. Um, I, I kind of think of this as uh, the John Stewartization of America uh, because I think, that, I think that show significantly changed the way that people talk about politics because Stewart and then Colbert after him and uh, Trevor Noah and other people have been so good at making points with humor that 
we all want to we all want to do that especially if we see if we see something that we think measures up to that we want to be seen as that funny um, we like to show how virtuous we are uh, another thing that we've talked about in previous classes is the idea of virtue signaling that part of the the self-expression that gives you that validation on social media is when you can say something that lets people know that you're a good person. Um, sometimes we post because we want to defend ourselves against accusations that we consider untrue. So if, if somebody calls you a bad name, you want to show that you are not actually that kind of person. If somebody says something about a group that you were part of that you disagree with that you don't believe is true, you want to weigh in, show them why that's not the case. And then the, the final reason is that, or that I have, is we can't quite convince ourselves that other people just don't care if we think we're right and they're wrong. And that's, uh, and, 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 and that may be the toughest one of all, of all of these, because I, I, can, I can count on this hand the number of times I have seen people's opinions change on a political topic on Facebook and um, and I've been and I've been in the middle of some really good conversations and I can I can think of maybe three or four times that the conversation has been able to go on long enough and well enough that at the end of it somebody did say you know I, I think differently about that now because we had this conversation so how Given all of this, given that we don't want to be this, given that those are the reasons that we tend to post, how do we talk about politics online? Suggestions? William. Okay. Um, and I think there's either two ways. You gotta be really, really like hitting you in the face, like what the hunter does it, or it takes a long time to be so to bring up some kind of overall, overarching kind of thing and then hope to get to the point. Okay. It's either gotta be real super subtle to the point that people may not even understand what you're talking about, or you gotta be like Negro poet and some of the other terms the brother hunter Okay, see, I told you this was going to be a good class for you to join us. And so I'm going to put you on the spot and, t and get you to tell us a little bit about how you, because, because I haven't been in conversations with you online very often. So, so talk a little bit about how you approach that sort of thing.
Right. Right. So, so, but most of the stuff what I focus on mostly has to do with social justice, equality. And I, 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 I think that's the core message in the Bible. And what, a lot of times I, I try to tell people there's a difference between the historical Jesus and the mythological There's a significant difference. I look at the Jesus that, I look at Jesus, Martin Luther King, Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's not yeah. And there's a, and there's a lot to be said for that because because I, I think and, and and there's a lot in what you've just said to to unpack in this. But there's in in terms of the family, that's that's a good way to to humanize somebody that's having a discussion. If you if you've got the fam, if you know the family, if you see that side of that person, it does make it easier to communicate with with people it makes it easier for people to communicate with you if they see that rest of your life it makes it easier for you to you know, maybe it makes it easier for for somebody somebody not to insult somebody else if they know they have kids um, but one of the things that um, that you said that I really liked is focusing on social justice and equality and focus focusing on those big topics and because one of the areas that we get into trouble, as you kind of did, is when we start talking about individuals at all. Um, and, one of, and part of what we talked about last week with, um, with fake news, we got into talking about the idea of bearing false witness. And that bearing false witness, really, the concept of that in the Old Testament was more than just lying. It was more than just not lying. And it was certainly more than not lying for the sake of personal purity, but it was about mischaracterizing somebody, mischaracterizing their motives, um, and attacking their character. Because when you do that, you've, you've destroyed the possibility of communication. You've damaged somebody else. So it's, it's, it's not just about 
being ha having a dishonest character yourself it's about what you do with other people and thinking about other people as people and one of the things that we tend to do when we start talking politics especially national politics since very few of us know the players in that realm on a personal level is we, 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 think of, we think of them as brands or we think of them as the embodiment of an idea, but we very rarely think of them as people. And so it is, it is much easier for us to bear false witness about a celebrity, whether that is an entertainer or a politician, than it is for us to bear false witness about somebody that we have to face every Sunday at church. Because if I'm ha if I have if I'm getting into a disagreement with Michael, and I'm doing this in front of him, then I can see if Michael's getting angry. I can see if there's a risk that Michael's going to deck me. Where that doesn't happen with somebody that you don't know. It doesn't happen with somebody online, and so it's it's much easier to do that. And so when you start when you start talking about people. That's one of the places that you get into trouble. All right, we'll look at some scriptures. This is one of my very favorite scriptures when it comes to um, politics and social media. Um, I, I, I know a lot of you have only been here a week or two. We've gone to Proverbs just about every week. Proverbs is a great place to find guidance on how to post on social media because most of the scriptures are about the length of a tweet. Uh, they're kind of standalone things and you, you read them thinking about social media and you go, boy, that, you know, Solomon might as well have been on Facebook to say fools find no pleasure in understanding but delight in airing their own opinions. Be wise in the way that you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your con conversation always be full of grace and seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Growing up a good Church of Christ kid, the emphasis part of this verse for me was to be able to know how to answer everyone which I translated as knowing how to have the right answer so I could show them what the right answer was and then they could either agree with me or I knew that I had to convince them otherwise or stay away from them. Um, as I've gotten a little bit older, as I tended to watch conversations on social media, um, I look more at this. Be wise in the way that you act toward outsiders. Because this isn't, it's not just about talking to your group. And on social media, it's not just talking about the person that you're talking to. It's about the people that you were talking in front of. And then also, I like the let your conversation always be full of grace. Because it's so easy when, when you are just sure that you're right. And even when you are right, and those are two different things, um, to go on social media and come across as narcissistic or annoying or overly simplistic. Um, but let your conversation always be full of grace. 
than in Ephesians. Do not let, and the, the italics are mine here, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And I think, I think benefit those who listen is not necessarily the people that you, just the people that you're talking to, but the people that are overhearing the conversation. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And that's really hard to do when you're talking about Donald Trump whether you support Donald Trump and believe in exactly what he's doing or whether you oppose Donald Trump, doing those things in a conversation these days, that's tough. But getting, getting rid of bitterness, getting rid of rage, getting rid of anger, getting rid of brawling, slander, every form of malice, taking all of that out of your conversations about politics, it's hard, but it is just about essential if you actually want to have a conversation as opposed to just showing everybody how right you are. So here are some, here are some tips and I would love to hear if the rest of you have others. Um, and and this, is, this is one that I just, I, I cannot emphasize enough on social media because it's so easy to forget since social media feels like you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation because you are one person by yourself on your phone or in front of your computer. You're not in a group of people like this. And you are usually thinking of the one person who you are answering. And so it feels like you're talking to one person, but you're actually talking in front of dozens, maybe hundreds of people. Um, if you've got a big enough following, you may be talking in front of thousands of people and the people the people that are watching the conversation are more important than the people that are having the conversation. Um, going back to Proverbs 18, seek to understand rather than to weigh in. Um, there is a professor at Wharton um, that I highly recommend. It's a guy named Adam Grant. He's written some great books. He's got an incredible Twitter feed and one of the things that he recommends is just asking people questions rather rather than taking stances on things to ask questions because if you if you're good enough at asking questions well it does two things one it gives you more information than you had and so you're you're able you're able to build your knowledge on a topic but if you've got somebody that you disagree with, rather than telling them how much you disagree with them, which really only entrenches them further into their position and makes them more defensive, um, telling somebody that they're wrong is probably the worst way to show somebody that they're wrong. But asking questions about, and, and asking legitimate questions about what they believe and why they believe it can be a great way um, to lead them to the place that you want them to go. If you're, if you're really good at asking questions, you can take somebody where you need them to go just by the questions that you ask them. But seek to understand rather than to weigh in. 
um, finding safe or common ground at the edges of a conversation is also a really good idea and is part of what William was talking about when you have to be so subtle that people may not even realize what you're doing. Um, one of the things that I've really admired about uh, Josh's sermons for the last year or two is that they, they can be heard as very political in nature. They are, not they are not overtly political. He very rarely takes hardline stances on any issue, but if you're listening from a political point of view, you can hear what he's saying. If you're not listening from a political point of view, you're still getting good messages out of what he's saying, but they can kind of be heard two different ways because he's found that common ground at the edge of the conversation rather than addressing it head on. One of the kind of standard lines of questioning that, that a lot of, you'll see a lot of people recommend when you're posting on social media um, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that has sort of become um, attributed to several different people. That I think there's an editor at the New York Times that uh, did a version of this, and so sometimes it's attributed to her, sometimes it's attributed to philosophers from the early 20th or late 19th century, but the, uh, three questions to ask yourself before weighing in ever is, is it true, is it kind, and is it necessary? And then finally as a tip, um, only argue with people face to face. Yeah, don't, don't do it, never do it on social media because once, once you get into an argument, it's almost impossible to extricate yourself from it. And that's the one thing, that an argument on social media never does anybody any good. If you're going, if you're going to do it, have the guts to do it where somebody might deck you if you get as rude in front of them as you do on social media. Because, because you'll see those cues. And it is, much, it is much harder to be as much of a jackass to somebody to their face than it is when you're sitting on your computer and they're sitting on their computer. Um, any other tips that you found useful? <laughs> I have true false questions and I can grade true false questions very, I love making them up and, and um, I love trying to trick people not, I know, on purpose but what I've noticed is that if I ever talk to somebody, a student which is rarely that I get a chance to but uh, why did you answer false a lot of times they have pretty decent reason something I wasn't aware of in the, in the way I was phrasing questions to say false which doesn't always just show that they didn't really know about the subject as much as they, they, they were thinking along the line that I wasn't thinking. Right. And so being able to ask a question about why did you, why do you think this, sometimes opens up, oh, I see what you're saying. That's, that's not what I was saying. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's a similar dynamic. Um, I was, I, I have been lucky enough to watch um, some conversations between um, people in this classroom and people that are not in this classroom where um, I didn't really have a dog in the hunt 
and getting to watch them talk about things where, where, they, where they thought they were disagreeing, at least to start with, and being able to see why, why one person was coming at it from the perspective that they were coming at it and why the other person was coming at the same topic from their perspective. And, but, and because of their different perspectives, they were having, at least one of them, was having a hard time understanding the other and, and, and agreeing with the other, even though as kind of the third party bystander, I was able to go, you guys are about this far apart and the only thing that's keeping you apart is you're using different words to describe the same thing. Or you know, if you're thinking in terms of a really big picture, um, and, and this will give it away to, to one of the people in the room, you know, one of you is feeling the leg of the elephant and one of you is feeling the trunk of the elephant and you just haven't quite realized that you're both talking about an elephant. Um, and yeah, the, ask, asking the questions is even, even if you know the answer to the question, even if you think you know the answer to the question, asking the questions and seeking to understand is much, it's, it's a much better optic online and it is, and it is much more Christ-like than going, here's the answer. So some questions to ask yourself before wading into any online political discussion. Um, do I actually have my facts straight? And if I know I've got my facts straight, can I source them if somebody asks? This is, this is one of the things that I had to learn in my years as a reporter. Um, I spent about 30 years as a reporter, almost 20 of them for USA Today. And I learned really fast that if I had anything that I had in one of my stories, my editor could ask me, how do you know that? And I had to be able to come up with, I've got it on tape, it was in, you know, or it was in this article, or it's, in, you know, I got it from the, you know, the, the liner notes that accompanied this album, whatever, but I had to be able to go, this is where it came from. And these days, with as much fake news as we're seeing, with as much fake news as we are about to see in ways that we haven't even imagined how bad it's going to get, being able to know where you got your information is incredibly important. And being and having all of your ducks in a row, having all of your facts straight before you weigh in is incredibly important because as I'm sure all of you have seen online, if you get one thing wrong, your whole argument is shot for most of, your, most of the people looking. Um, does this actually need to be said? Is this something that other people have already said and I'm just agreeing with them? Is it something that, you know, is, is, is this important enough that somebody has to say this? And if it is something that needs to be said, why do I need to be the person that says it? Um, one of the things, one of the things that's great about social media is that it's very much flattened the conversation uh, on any topic. And so it's, it's now not just experts talking about 
things, everybody can, everybody can weigh in with their opinion. One of the horrible things about social media is that everybody can weigh in with their opinion. One of the, the things that shows maturity in a person using social media is knowing when to express that opinion and when to not express that opinion. And, and what, what matters if I say it versus what matters if my wife, you know, is, is my wife a better person to say it? Is George a better person to say it? Is it better coming from Richard or Josh or, you know, move, move, move up the chain however you like? Is it important that I be the one to say it or am I just adding to the noise? Once you've decided that, yeah, it's going to have to be me, I'm going to have to be the one that says it, am I saying this in a way that represents Christ? Or am I saying it in a way that is making the conversation more heated, that is going to be exhausting, fruitless, ignorant, annoying, etc., etc., etc.? Because the default, I think we've all learned that the default way of doing it winds up being overly simplistic, annoying, narcissistic, and disagreeable. Um, it's just easier to do that. Um, how can I be misunderstood? Uh, we've had several people already that have raised this, that you say something and people hear it and that wasn't, and, and what they hear is not at all what you think that you were saying. And, and a lot of that is because people just use different words to describe different concepts, especially in if you've got situations where you've got this camp and this culture with their own language and their own definitions of things and this camp over here that has their own understanding. You, know, you talk just in, in terms of liberal and conservative. The word liberal means something different to liberals than it does to conservatives and the word conservative means something different to conservatives than it does to liberals. And so once you start down that path it's going to be easy to be misunderstood. So you have to figure out how to be very clear about what you're saying. Um, and what are my motives for saying this? This goes back to the stuff that we talked about at the beginning. Um, am, I doing, am I doing this because I want, am I doing this because I want to be validated? Am I doing this because I want to be heard? Am I doing this because I want to be funny? Um, there are lots of different motives. Know them going in. Um, Will weighing in here damage my credibility when I want to address matters that I consider more important? Uh, one of, I think one of the biggest lessons that we can learn online is when to speak and when to be silent and how to pick our battles. And the notion that we would waste the cachet that we have in areas that matter for us on something either frivolous or something fruitless, um, I think is, is very troubling. And one of the th I think one of the things that we have seen um, religious people of all stripes do lately is damage their credibility in places that they didn't have to in ways that just wrecks what they say on matters that are really more important to the kingdom. Um, yes? Uh, 
Okay. Right. And, and, and a, a couple of things to that. I mean, one, one of, the, thing, one of the, the things that I've always found helpful to me about Farrakhan followers specifically is that they see the world in a completely different way than I do. Well, they have uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, and, 
Yeah, well, and, 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 and that's, I, think, I think that's part of it, but, 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 but my point is, I don't see the world at all like they do. And so, so on the one side, it is, it is helpful for me to see that different perspective, just because it's so different from anything that I know. What's difficult for me is sifting through what's, what's helpful and what's damaging. Right. I And one thing that I didn't put on here that I should have is to ask yourself, is the person that I'm getting ready to respond to actually interested in having a conversation? Because the Farrakhan followers that are, those are great conversations. The ones that are not, you might as well just hide them. Yeah. Yeah. William? Yeah. Those kind of conversations, because if you're not willing to pick up the phone and call me, you can easily uh, misinterpret who I am or misinterpret what I believe or who I really think and who I am. Yeah. So that's why I say it's, it's, it's really worth some of these conversations. It's not even about having an argument face to face, but some of them just deserve a conversation face to face. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. One of, the, one of the things that I posted that I feel worst about um, was couple of years ago in the, in the middle of some of the Black Lives Matter protests, um, I saw a great quote, uh, don't even remember specifically what it was, from Martin Luther King, um, and posted it thinking that, well, most of the people that follow me on Facebook are white. This is a good message for my white friends to hear from a black leader right now. And when I posted that, I got some blowback from my black friends going, you're a white guy posting this nonviolence message from Martin Luther King, and we're seeing that now. You don't need to be telling us that. And, and, and I, had, I hadn't even considered how they would see that message from me because I was thinking, oh, you know, 95% of the people that I'm talking to are going to hear this in an entirely different way. So I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. On social media, you've got so many people coming from so many different angles that you have to choose your words very carefully because they're going to mean one thing in one context to one group of people and something else completely different to another group of people. Um, 
so just as, as we get ready to wrap up, two, two more things. Um, do I have enough influence with this group to change the tone of the conversation? Uh, one of the things that, that I hate most on my Facebook page is when somebody that I have never heard of because he's a friend of a friend or a friend of a friend of a friend weighs in with something completely, you know, just a complete non sequitur, completely useless, um, and nobody in the group knows who he is because he's just waited in to troll us. Um, he has no bearing on the group, uh, doesn't help anybody, and good chunk of the time, neither do we, but just we feel like it's got to be said, so we weigh in in a place where we don't have that influence. Um, and then finally, can this wait until tomorrow? And if it can wait until tomorrow, it probably should, because if you can wait until tomorrow, either somebody else will have said it, leaving you off the hook, or it will have all just evaporated into the next argument. I saw this uh, today in the Tennessean. There's a story uh, from David Plazas, the uh, Tennessean's one of the Tennessean's editorial editor um, editorial page editors, uh, talking about the Nashville Transit issue. And he's basically gone Twitter silent during all of this because it's just blown up into this just very personalized rhetoric against the two sides. And he finally realized that just stepping back and letting some things play out was going to be more useful than trying to be just smack dab in the middle of all of it. Um, one more tip, just a very practical tip as we wrap up. Um, if you're trying to talk, if you want to talk about politics um, and you want to do it, you want to find an easy way to um, get rid of a lot of this stuff, um, only use first person pronouns. Whenever you're talking about a political issue, never say you. If you, can get, if you can get through a whole week of talking about politics without ever saying you, you will have probably managed to not insult anybody because I haven't said, well, you should do this or you should believe this or you're a jerk because even, even doing that, even pointing and saying the words, you, you take it more personally than you would have if I'd pointed to her, right? <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, don't use the word you when talking about politics. Um, if you can avoid using he or she or they, you will probably be doing even better. Um, if, you can, if you're posting about a problem or something that you disagree with, make it about yourself. Even if it's not exactly about yourself, make it about yourself because that's, that's a much better look. It's a way of representing Christ much better than making it personal and making it about somebody else and making yourself look smarter than the other person. Um, any other questions or comments as we wrap up? All right, thank you everybody.